everyone, welcome back to We Should Talk, a pop culture interview series from In The Know. I'm your host, Gibson Johns, and this week on the podcast, we have Craig Conover from Southern Charm, from Summer House, from Winter House. He also has a book coming out called Pillow Talk, What's Wrong With My Sewing, which is out on March 29th. So Craig had a lot to talk about, and he's, you know, he's, he's an open book, really, so it was a great interview. And, you know, we really jumped into it. We talked about the book and how it's going to delve a lot into those early years of Southern Charm and how he got cast on the show and his relationship with Naomi. And it's kind of, I think it's going to go there and kind of peel back the curtain a bit in, in a really great way. And then we also obviously talked about all things Summer House Season 6 because he's a big part of it with his budding relationship with Paige and... You know, he had some interesting, interesting perspective on, you know, the show really highlighting some of their drama and not enough of their positive stuff from early in the relationship, which I totally understand. But yeah, he had, he had some good stuff to say about, about Summer House and also about the Austin, Lindsay, Sierra of it all. He kind of had some, some interesting tea about that. And yeah, I mean, we also touched on the new season of Southern Charm, which you couldn't get into too, too many specifics about it. But, you know, he, we talked a little about Naomi's return, we talked about sort of that, that last season being kind of a trans- transitional one and it getting back to sort of the Southern Charm that a lot of people know and love, but also elevated and yeah we just it, it's a great interview and Craig had a lot of interesting things to say so um if you watch any of the shows that I mentioned uh, or if you're if you're a Craig fan you'll love this interview so keep listening to my interview with Craig Conover pre-order his book Pillow Talk What's Wrong With My Sewing which is out on March 29th and please rate review and subscribe to We Should Talk on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts All right, so we're here with Craig Conover from Southern Charm, Winter House, Summer House. You know him from Bravo. If you watch Bravo, you know Craig. Craig, thanks for being here, calling in from vacation. Of course. Thanks for having me. So Pillow Talk, What's Wrong With My Sewing is out on March 29th. You must be pretty excited to have people finally reading this. I feel like I've been hearing about it. I am. I mean, it's. Uh, I was very surprised when I started this project to find out that <laughs> It would be a year and a half to two years before people actually got to read it. And the time has finally come. And it's it's nerve-wracking, but it's also exciting because I tried to be as vulnerable and as open in the book as possible. And I, I think one thing keeping me from being that nervous is that it's so truthful that I'm just like, all right, well, this is me. Like, you either like it or you don't. And you didn't really have to, there was no calculations or, you know, should I say this or should I not say this so it's kind of a teaser because only you know friends and family and you guys have read it and it's been a positive response but you never know how the public's going to take it so it's it's exciting you know regardless definitely when you were sort of like looking back at you know your childhood years early southern charm years even and you're sort of re-excavating some of this stuff are you somebody who is like going to run some of that stuff by like your friends and family before you put it in or are you like no this is in here just FYI, like what, what, what was your process when it comes to, when it came to some of that stuff? Yeah, that was very important to me to run it by. I think it would take me being like, you know, 65 or 70 to do the, the tell all or, you know, but especially like the chapters with, you know, my ex-girlfriend, Naomi, she was actually interviewed for it. Cause I was like, I just don't feel comfortable telling our story without your input. So she actually spoke with my writer and myself for, for a couple of hours. And so that made me a lot more comfortable when, you know, reading like our first edits. And then my buddy Corey, that's in the book a lot, he was interviewed and my parents were too. Other than that, you know, those are the only three just because the stories were, you know, more personal, you know, I mean, like 
Shep might not be happy about a little <laughs> bit of it, but you know, he'll deal with it. And uh, personal stuff I ran by, I actually, it was, it just worked out because when they were interviewed, it was the same stories, you know, that I was telling already to my writer. And so that made it, he was like, Oh, wow. Okay. Well, both parties are saying this, so let's move forward. But it's funny you ask that because that it was a choice that I had to make. And um, yeah, I wasn't trying to, it wasn't that type of book. No. And, and I think honestly, like that, that's honestly really smart of you to do that. I think especially like probably with some of the Naomi stuff, especially it's like we, a lot of fans saw that stuff playing out on TV. And so I think to know that her input was taken in there and, and it's not just your side, it's sort of a more balanced presentation of what happened. I think that's, that was really smart of you to do that. I think to, to sort of get ahead of some of that of any doubt people might have about some of the stories, you know? Well, and I appreciate that. Cause that was the, that was one of the goals of the book was this wasn't a like correct the narrative book. It wasn't totally. like tell you what really happened. It was just like, look, you only get to see a couple months of our lives on the show. So let me just tell you more of the story. And I, I think we achieved that balance. You know, there was never a time that I was like, this didn't happen. I was just like, but what you didn't see was like all of this other stuff. So, mm -hmm. you know, readers will get a kick out of that. And uh, I didn't realize that it's the first time. Well, it, I believe it's one of the first times, if not the first time that the networks allowed the casting process to be written about in a book. And I think that's something that's really unique in Pillow Talk is I talk about how Southern Charm started and how all of us kind of ended up on the show. I love, I, I think that's, I love peeling back the curtain of that kind of stuff. And that's like, that's the kind of thing that, especially longtime viewers will really love to hear that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? I guess saying that, yeah, Whitney, yeah, I guess Whitney will probably, <laughs> like, I can't believe you said that, man. I'm like, relax, Whitney. It's just, it's exactly relax. what, yeah. <laughs> And I feel like, you know, I mean, I'm curious for you, I mean, again, like looking back, I guess Southern Charm it premiered in like 2014, right? So like eight years ago, it feels like it's been longer than that, honestly. But for you, when you were sort of like thinking back to that casting process, season one, Craig, does that version of yourself feel like a different person? Do you feel like that just, that was just like a younger, like how, how do you sort of look back at Craig from eight or eight or 10 years ago? I just think that there's just been so much growth, which it had, it, it's come slowly, but I think a major a majority of it's come in the last few years. But it it's funny. I mean, it's it's a wild process. Um, you know, a lot of times it's it sucks or shitty or you have to leave the country when your show's on at times. And then at other times it's really fun. And it was a remarkable experience to be a part of and something that, you know, I was never gonna pursue, especially living in Charleston. We didn't have, you know, we don't have the the production aspect that's just not like a career basically there totally. it's not the industry there yeah yeah but I I guess deep down I always wondered what this life would feel like and so I was definitely really excited to get the chance and I remember being like you know if we just get three seasons you know at the time I don't know if Jersey Shore was in their third season or fourth season but I was like if we get three seasons that'll make it all worth it but you know seeing how far it's gone now I just never imagined it but I think I was a good fit for it in as you know I think I'm really good with the public and I enjoy meeting people and the philanthropic side so I I've tried to make as much 
you know, the most out of having this platform as I could have. And I've had a lot of fun doing it. Yeah. I think you've taken it in, in unexpected ways too, which I think is you're doing it on your own terms, you know, and I think that, that literally harkens back to the title of, of your book, you know what I mean? And like, you wouldn't have ex- ever expected that you would have b- built this whole company and business and had a store and, you know, it's, it's, it's wild. And it, I think it's really, you, you, you're really um, kind of milking this whole experience for what it's worth. And, and that's what people should be doing in your position. Yeah, definitely. Like I was kind of flopping around or floundering around for, you know, a couple of years. It's fun, but you don't realize that most, a lot of other people in their early twenties are trying to figure stuff out too. Oh yeah, of course. So I, I, um, I hope, you know, watching the show and reading the book, people can be like, all right, like I'm not alone in this. Like, Um, I want to, so you you just mentioned this, the Jersey shortcast. And is that, was that sort of like a barometer that you looked at in those early years of like rally TV success for kind of younger people? For me, it was. I loved uh, Jersey Shore. And that was kind of the first new big reality show of its kind back then. Yeah. I think they were before us and Vanderpump Rules. And yeah, I just, that was my baseline. And, uh, you know, who I looked at. And obviously, I was like, oh, I hope to be like a Pauly D character. Or, you know, I just wanted to care. Yeah, but yes, that was a baseline. It's That's silly. so funny. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. And also like you, you've had this, you know, you're, you're in this like kind of new era of being on Bravo with like being on three shows. And like, I think Jersey Shore is now doing like a family vacation show or whatever. So like, they're still going strong too. So I think that is a good barometer of it. They just crushed it. I mean, they did so well. It's, I haven't met any of them. That surprises me. Yeah. We never crossed paths. Yeah. Big, big fan. Well, one time I walked by uh, Snooki in the airport, but (laughs) Yeah, other than that, I've never seen those guys. Interesting. So, I mean, it's also, again, like you're so many years into your Bravo sort of tenure and like you've never been deeper in it. I mean, you're on three different shows on Bravo right now. You're on Southern Charm, Summer House, Winter House. I mean, I feel like you've always been into this whole thing, but I feel like there's this new kind of excitement around the sort of like East Coast young shows, you know? And like, I think that there's this this full crossover moments happening and does it, does it sort of like revitalize your, re-energize like your path, why you're doing this and then like having fun doing this, being sort of on these shows where there is so much excitement? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I definitely get what you're saying. And I think I agree. I mean, it, it was never monotonous, but I think, you know, Southern Charm, you, you go on for years and years and years. And yes, something always crazy happened during the seasons, but you're kind of like, where are we going with this? And I think, you know, when Paige and I started, to date, we broke the massive barrier, which they never allowed crossovers before. And, you know, a lot of us were friends, but they were just like, it doesn't make sense because you're just friends from the shows and just being an avid TV watcher. I always loved crossovers. I was like, I don't care how they know each other. I just want to see them together. And so I think with us dating now, it's just made it so much. Well, it's exactly what you said. It revitalized it into being like, okay, this is something new. Like, you yeah. know, if you're going into Southern Charm, it's already going to be, it's one of our wildest seasons ever. And then you have, you know, Paige on there. And um, Winter House was a huge first step. And I, it's just a show that I've always thought would do well. And, it, you know, it did great in its first season. And, you know, obviously 
it comes back or whatever we're saying, uh, you know, <laughs> read between the lines there. <laughs> yeah. And summer house, you know, it's it obviously all the companies are different, but, um, you know, I enjoyed going and doing it and it's making it, I do like having more involvement because the more people get to see you a lot of, the, a lot of the times, not, all, not always, um, you know, they get to know more of your story, but I think what we'll see in the next few years is more and more of this happening. Cause there was a lot of times that I was in like West Hollywood while Vanderpump rules was filming. And I would just stand off to the side until they were done and we'd all hang out. Oh, and, so it's like, so silly, you know, just like yeah. let you do it. And there was times that Stassi was in Charleston and, you know, couldn't be on camera. And I think, you know, it, it's, it's evolving properly into this new, what are the Marvels called? The multiverse? Like the multiverse. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what it feels it's like. It's literally what that is. It's literally the Bravo version of that. And I think fans, you know, I don't think anyone's going to get, obviously you have a few people be like, ah, I don't need to see him on this show and this show and this, this show, but most people are going to be like, wait, this is really fun. Like there's so many little Easter eggs that are even coming up on recent stuff we've done that it's going to be exciting for everyone. Yeah. And I think I would love if they even brought some of the West Coast, the Vanderpump Rules people and sort of drop them, a couple of them in. Cause I think that just ties all of the younger shows together. And like, it's, I, I, I mean, I'm no complaints on my end, but I think it's just, there, there's so much more that you can kind of like, it's kind of like a rabbit hole that we're going down. I think it's a a good direction for all the shows yeah i agree yeah and and it's like i, I think on summer house they literally like blurred out a southern charm face or something in a photo they showed one time and it's just like we all know this we all know who we're looking at <laughs> yeah so i mean i think part of why i'm also loving summer house right now i mean i've always loved summer house but it's kind of like on a positive upswing it's like there, there's you and Paige. there's carl and Lindsay. There's Danielle and Robert. There's all these like couples that I think a lot of people are rooting for. And, and it's kind of, there's still drama and what, and what have you, but it's like, I think on some of these shows, we can, we can get bogged down in sort of like the negative drama of it all. I'm curious from your, from your perspective, now that you are part of like a couple that's again, a crossover couple who two fan favorites, do you find that like the fan interaction, the fan feedback, the engagement from people is different when you're part of a couple and when you're not part of a couple? Cause you've been, You've been a single guy for a couple for several years now and now you're in a relationship i'm curious how that's different as an experience for you yeah i mean i it's 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 funny but i mean it's it's just true when i'm in a relationship on shows is when i find myself not watching anymore or not reading and when it's just me you know you can take the edits on the chin and you just say like you know whatever and it's just you don't have anyone else to like look out for just that it, it's just wild and I remember you know the first time I had a girlfriend on Southern Charm is the first time I stopped watching you know that show and you know Paige and I had an incredible summer and when I visited it was really just like let's have some of our winter house friends come and we had a ton of fun and stuff and I understand like there's got to be you know a roller coaster and a swing and it and it's and I'm really happy to be on that upswing now but, you know, the beginning was a little tough because, you know, it doesn't do much to show us laughing and having fun all the time. You know, you only have a certain amount of time to put into the episode. And so, you know, some viewers and I don't fault them because if I if I watched what they were being shown to, I'd have the same opinion. 
but it's amazing, you know, the swing, you know, it just goes, you can go from up here to down here to up here to down here. And instead of putting myself through that, a lot of times for my psyche, it's just easier, you know, to stay out of it until it's on a good <laughs> upswing again. And, you yeah. know, I'm, I'm excited, you know, small things like, I really think that viewers would have loved to see our first date because it was just, it was amazing. And they teased it a lot of times and, you know, that was a bummer, but now hopefully uh, we're going into greener pastures and, um, and I think you'll get to see a lot of cute, fun, you know, times between me and Paige and the rest of the group and, and the other couples uh, for that matter. So, yeah, I think one, it's really smart that you pull yourself out of some, I mean, some of the episodes, I mean, like, cause I, I again, like I, I was, I was kind of annoyed that we didn't get to see that full first date. Cause it was just sort of like a flashback. I think they showed or whatever from like that week. But, you know, I, I feel like the, the way that the, the beginnings of, of this, of this courtship has like been presented on the show. Do you, do you feel as though it's not being represented correctly or is that, or do you just feel like it's being, they're cherry picking the stuff that's a little bit more dramatic? I mean, I just, I get it. It is what it is. I, yeah. I think the one element was looked to left out was how well Paige and I's arrangement worked for us. And I was to show people that you don't have to take the traditional approach to find a healthy relationship. A lot of that positivity was eliminated. And so it looks like it was a lot more toxic than it was. And so that was my only disappointment because I I really pride myself on living a non-traditional life, you know, whether it was starting the pillow business and not going straight into law or like my relationship with Paige and, you know, she's here on vacation with me or having a great time. But I wanted to show people that there was a right way to do it. And obviously, you know, it's not all about us. So they didn't have the time. Yeah, exactly. No, I mean, it is what it is. You know, you can't complain about it, but I, there was some good messaging in, you know, how we started. So, you know, whatever that's kind of, yeah. And you know, that going forward, it's like, there's not much else to them to mine in terms of the negative, I'm guessing. Your, your, your friend Austin gets a lot of heat, especially the past like couple shows he's been on. He's it's like, it, it's been rough for him on social media. And, you know, I feel like, especially now that like we see Lindsay and Carl together and, you know, there's been some Watch Happens Live moments back and forth on both sides. I think that like, there's been some, some daggers thrown, I think on both ends. What are your thoughts on just that, where everything stands with that right now? Because if, again, you are, you're great friends with Austin and, you know, he, he gets, sometimes deservedly he gets put through it, but then sometimes it's a little bit harsh. What do you, what do you make of that? And like, just where, how, how it's affecting him, I guess. I mean, yeah, it sucks to see, because, you know, Austin's a great guy. He just does a lot of dumb stuff sometimes. The thing is, is like, he'll never, and it's funny because I don't know if this sounds crazy to viewers but he'll just never hold the girls accountable and he gets himself involved with girls that are are smart and calculating and they steamroll them or bulldoze them and he just ends up taking all of the shit for what happens and you know like the watch what happens with when Lindsay was there she she made him take her and I remember he called me and I was like Austin this isn't smart I was like she's coming to try to control the narrative She's still embarrassed about Winterhouse and that's what she's doing. And he's like, dude, she's my friend. She just wants to come support me. And I'm like, how can you not see what's happening? And he's like, she's just sitting in the green room. And of course, 
She made her way onto the stage to try to intimidate him from answering truthfully. I was very proud of him for answering truthfully. Now everyone says it was harsh and she's convinced him he could have been more gentle. But if you if if viewers saw what actually happened last year on Winterhouse, they would have been blown away that she was even there or that they were even friends. And so because he wanted to say any of this, then Lindsay got to play victim and, you know, he's still hated by everyone. And it's just kind of an, un- there's just a way to, you know, I love that he's authentically himself because that's the only way to do it. But I wish people had more of a full story about a lot of stuff because they would be a lot more, you know, easy on him. Like, you know, the Madison stuff, how he ended up, yeah, he, I don't know the answer for him, but here's what, then he goes and does dumb, dumb stuff, like on Summer House, and yeah. I found out about that, and we actually didn't talk for like three months after he went um, to Summer House, because he wow. was, he was fire, he was working through some stuff, and, um, and then we, we make up on, you know, in the beginning of, of Southern Charm, but you know, everyone goes through their own stuff and that stuff affects you though. When, you know, when, and fortunately he's pulled out, so he doesn't watch or read anymore either, but you know, there's a reason him and I are best friends and that, you know, it doesn't always translate um, because, you know, they just, it's not a great look for him to come out and be like, Oh, well, this is what really happened. But yeah, I mean, he's just kind of fallen victim to some, some girls that are great at this but then unfortunately you have sierra who's the sweetest person ever and you know like a little sister to me and you know i that's kind of the reason we didn't talk is because when i found out you know what he did to her on summer house i just that wasn't the person i was friends with so it's a back and forth you know sometimes like watch what happens he didn't do anything wrong but then he goes and makes out with Lindsay. That's like the most thing you could do wrong. So yeah, it's got a whirlwind with him. Yeah, it's it it sounds like it, and I think and I think you know I can see how it can be really easy to get carried away when you're in these situations. But I also think, I mean, you guys not talking for three months—that's big. And I think um, I think it's it's good of you to like not just do a blanket defending of him. It's nice that you can see you can see the nuance in it, depending on what's what what right. kind of part we're in, you know keep your wits about you and um and he is a really sweet person and I mean you know I won't say we like didn't talk at all I mean we were probably still doing the podcast but we weren't like it was just it it wasn't the same right yeah so um but he's in a good place now uh which is good but yeah I I I hear I hear you know (laughs) stuff that happened there and I was like oh man that's not that's not good yeah totally Swinging it over to Southern Charm, I know there's probably not that much you can say about the season that just wrapped filming, but we do know, you, you said we'll see Paige down there. Is it kind of comparable to how much we see you on Summer House to how much we'll see her on, on, on Southern Charm, do you think? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's mm-hmm. we're both really good at just, if like respecting, you know, like this is your thing and this is your yeah. thing. And um, not, I, I mean, I would have loved for her to be there for everything and but yeah, it's a, it's a good balance. You know, it's still Southern charm. It's still your main people. But now Craig has a girlfriend and you have you get to see, you know, his girlfriend, exactly. you know, in the mix. And I'm really I mean, <laughs> I say this now that I'm excited for it, but 
I am for Southern Charm fans really excited for the season because I think it's going to be a longer season. It's going to be, it's very indicative of like, it resembles OG Southern Charm, like the early years of Southern Charm. And there's just stuff that happens that you'll, it will be just as mind blowing as those early years. So, you know, I'm really excited. I think it's going to be a great year. I think that's, that's, I'm glad to hear that because I think that I've never felt more excitement just kind of in the air about Southern Charm in, in several years. And I think last, la- last season, which was, I guess it aired like almost like a year and a half ago or something. It was, it, it wasn't a bad season. It was just more of a transitional season I felt for the yeah. show. And I think that now we're, it's, it, I'm glh to hear that it has transitioned into uh, a show we, we know and love. And um, you must feel like there's the excitement in the air for the show in a new way, it, the, the, at least more than the, than the past couple of years. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I, I, I definitely agree. I mean, you know, the last two years or last year, it was just, it was just a weird time for everyone. Right. Totally. Could figure out how to capture that or film during the show. And then this year there was no, no holding back or bars held or whatever. Like we went right back into it and we went strong because a lot of us, yeah, it was just, it was great. So you'll see Mm -hmm. a very powerful energy throughout the season. And I, I hope it, it looks how I, I think it's going to look. <laughs> right. You never know, but hopefully you're not, hopefully you get to watch it. Hopefully you'll, you allow yourself to watch. That's, that's the barometer. That would be awesome. And then if my parents could watch, that would be a whole. Oh my God. Do they not watch? Do they, they can't watch. My mom doesn't, but my mom loved winter house, which I was surprised. And she was like, I just love seeing you guys have fun. And, but my grandfather watches everything. And I had to remind him, I was like, well, take it with a grain of salt sometimes. And he's like, well, I can't hear that well. I just like watching you guys. So that's nice. That's amazing. <laughs> I love it. And then last thing about Southern Charm, I mean, I, I was very heartbroken to see what happened to Naomi when she moved when she moved to the city. And then, but I also appreciated how, how open she was about wanting to return and just being like, I just, she needed to come back sort of. And I really appreciated how she presented that and was very open about that. And you guys seem to be just like, like friends now and, and, and in a good place and, and cordial and what have you. What, what can we expect from, from her return um, from your perspective on, on Southern Charm? Well, I mean, she, you know, she kind of scorched earth when she left and burned yeah. her. And she, you know, she apologized to everyone. And, um, you know, before filming started and, you know, she, you know, basically apologized and said everything that, viewers would have wanted her to say to me and I thought it would be a good addition you know I I, for our show and adding to the season and it just was handled I think appropriately so you know we'll see what it's like in the season but you know I think there was some crow eaten and you know she admitted a lot of stuff like that we all knew was true which she didn't not want to do the show anymore she just wasn't allowed to by her boyfriend you know and it was all a bunch of bullcrap what she was saying because most times when you hear someone say like no one ever walks away from tv cameron's yeah. Always, yeah like always a reason and um I, I was happy to hear you know the honesty and then you know as long as you're honest about it then you're like all right like yeah come on back. yeah that's what it's, it seems like she's in this place where she can just be like a completely open book and i think that I appreciate that. It sounds like you appreciate that. And I think everyone will. So that's, I'm excited to see that. 
So finishing up, I mean, you have the book coming out on March 29th, and then you're going on, you're bringing the podcast on tour with Austin, which I feel like is there, there couldn't be better timing for that to be happening. Have, is, have you guys gone on tour with the podcast before? Or is this the first time you've, you've done it? No, this is our first time. Wow. So you know, we've been ramping up for that. I, uh, I obviously am taking some, some encouragement or uh, some motivation or influence from Giggly Squad because I oh, got yeah. the Paige and Hannah's show and we're excited for it. You know, there'd be a little bit of a learning curve, but uh, we've got a great team around us and that, you know, the tickets, are, like, I was very surprised to see, you know, how many tickets we've sold and, and like Paige reminds me all the time. She's like, this isn't a place where you have to have your guard up or anything. These are people that want to come see you. And it's just full of positivity. And it's, it's all still going off of BravoCon success. You know, we had all had such a great time at BravoCon. And we're like, all right, like, why not continue to do this? They got to bring it back. <laughs> yeah. It's so fun. Yeah, I, would, I don't think there's one person in the Bravo universe that doesn't want it back. I mean, yeah. even, even personalities... Look, I love Shep to death, but Shep's not always the most um, excited to do massive public things like that. I mean, the fact that he had an incredible time and wanted it to be longer just shows you how awesome of a project it was. 100%. And you guys are coming to Town Hall in New York, which is, I just went to um, Bitch Sesh, the, the Bravo podcast that, that Danielle and Casey host. They had their live thing at Town Hall. And it's just like, one, it's a great venue. And two, like, you just feel like when you're in these rooms that you're just around your people, you know, like, like people who are, they're coming there and they're passionate about it. And they're people wear the craziest shit to these things. And like, it's just, you guys are going to feel that love. And it's uh, I'm excited for you guys to, to, to feel that because it's, 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 it's just like the, a distinct feeling in, in those rooms when you go to events like that. That's actually awesome. And I'm excited for that. So thank you. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Well, Craig, this is so much fun. I, again, I appreciate you calling in from, from Mexico, from your vacation um, everyone pre-order your book, Pillow Talk. And um, I'm excited to see more Summer House, Southern Charm next season. There's, there's a lot going on in the world of Craig. There is. All right. Thanks, Dan. I'll of course. Talk so talk to you soon. Right. Yeah. Bye. All right. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to We Should Talk. I hope you enjoyed the interview. You can find out more about In The Know at InTheKnow.com. You can follow me, Gibson John, at Gibsonoma on Twitter and Instagram. And you can listen to all of our interviews, past and future, by searching We Should Talk wherever you get your podcasts. Hope to see you next time.